And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me tonight, I have Frenchie with me once again. So hello to everybody. Hello. I hope everything's going good. Oh, yeah. Things are going pretty good and everything. I, matter of fact, we had a couple of trailers that dropped over the week, and especially last week. And I've managed to actually do two trailer reactions. I'm releasing the other one tomorrow for Stranger Things. But I released Cobra Kai today. So... I'm actually excited to be able to talk about Cobra Kai, excited to talk about Gamal Del Toro's new film that we are actually getting as well. And then we're also having another trailer for uh, for Sandman. Yeah. So I'm actually excited to see what, what we have here. So which trailer do you want to talk about first? Actually, I wanted to start with a movie I've been waiting for years as a really huge fan of the comic books. It's such an interesting lore. Sandman was definitely something on my radar. Then kind of forgot because it was always getting pushed. Uh, beforehand, it was, it was supposed to be a Joseph Levin Gordon project, and that kind of like fell through. Uh, and I'll be honest, completely missed the radar. I did not know it was out until you told me like we're doing trailers, and this was out. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so uh, I definitely, definitely cannot wait to, to, to see this movie. This trailer might not seem like much, but if you read the comics, you can see right away the first panel of the comics. This looks fucking awesome. I absolutely love what they went through, uh, went for the style. Uh, the actor, I, I would have to research. I don't know who he who he is but he looks like sandman uh are you familiar with the lore to be honest with you i'm not i know that mm. schnepp talked about sandman a lot i remember the joseph gordon lovitz whenever he was attached to it i remember the movie news that we got As a matter of fact i remember writing a few articles about sandman and things like that but as far as the lore goes no i don't i don't even know if it's a part of a dc uh yep. or image comics or anything like that either it's technically vertical. Uh, what happened is DC had a very old character called Sandman. Uh, to be honest, not a very good character. And these uh, back in the DC studios, they gave Neil Gaiman this property and said, hey, reinvent the character. And he took the character and completely reinvented him. Not the same character at all. It's not even a superhero thing. Uh, you ever watched the show or heard about the show Lucifer? Yeah, I've watched Lucifer. Technically, that is a character from that comic. It's separate, and they kind of did their own thing after a while, but it is part of the uh, Sandman universe, technically. Okay. Um, and, and it's this whole family, right? Misery, Sandman, or technically uh, Dream, Death. Uh, they're all part of this realm and this family of, of, his, of beings, right? And this rich person, or this person tries to capture Death. But instead of capturing death, he captures Dream and imprisons him for years and years. Uh, and this is just scratching the surface, but the lore itself is such a complex, poetic, dark story that I really hope they're able to translate it properly to, to the screen because it's definitely not an easy thing to, to adapt. But from what I saw, short as it is, it definitely, definitely gave me, um, it wet my uh, my taste buds, let's just say. <laughs> for me, for someone that doesn't know the lore, for someone that's going into it blind, because usually I'm pretty much good with when it comes down to comic books and stuff like that. You know that. Yeah. But when it comes down to this, I didn't know too much about it. And the thing that I liked about it was the, the realm of them 
doing this satanic ritual or whatever they're mm. doing and then cutting their uh making their hand bleed of course to finish off the ritual and stuff like that i always find stuff like that fascinating i'm always into like uh dark magic things like that that kind of stuff just intrigues me i don't know why it's just something that's there uh when it comes down to movies and for me as a cinematic viewer someone that's just viewing it off, not off of the lore not off the comics or anything like that i'm completely sold on it mm. um i don't know too much about the origin story of sandman i don't know with uh the complex complexity of it but as far as the storytelling goes and the storytelling model of a trailer it did its job of reeling me in into this world that i don't know anything about and makes me want to learn more about sandman yeah and, and you know what it's a good thing maybe uh I, i'm kind of jealous that you don't know what a story is uh because you really get to discover it unless you change a lot of things which honestly i hope it's not one of those properties that a bit like the walking dead hey it's kind of the same thing but we'll do our own thing to differentiate this story needs to be copy paste almost uh it's it's really really something you do not touch it's a masterpiece on its own and if you start meddling things you might lose a charm but if they keep to the to the story i am jealous of you because you are in for an amazing ride john now my question for you is would you have rather this be a TV series or would you have rather it be a movie? TV series all the way. This is that's what I'm having right? feeling too. Because when you're explaining the complex city, you know, complexity, yep. yeah, <laughs> complexity. Well, when you know what I'm talking about, yeah, you're talking about how complex this is mm. and everything in the story and the lore and everything. To me, this is a story that needs to be told in an eight episode arc. Or a ten episode arc on Netflix versus a movie, which is a two and a half hour movie. That's just yeah, my thought process. I completely agree. And you know, certain shows, you know, it's certain shows are bingeable. Certain shows, it's better having it one. Like I, I would like my Star Wars stuff one episode at a time to build the momentum. But this is like reading because the the comic books read like a novel. They don't feel like a comic book. They feel like a really well established book just in a visual form and this is the type of show i am happy is on netflix because i want to binge this shit out of it and finish it a day or two um the it's so dense so complex that uh, i don't want to wait every week i just want to you know call sick and you know watch the, <laughs> watch a full day of sad man uh and, right. and it visually i have to say uh, because the art in Sadman is very unique, especially if you've never seen the cover arts are extremely unique. A bit 90s, but very, very well done. So it, it, it could have been very easy to miss the mark. But what I saw, again, from the trailer, really seemed to mimic well the art in the comics the best it could in real life. Which, again, is not an easy thing because Neil Gaiman is very precise. Not all there. And really lended to... Uh, to creating an atmosphere world that's so unique and given in the wrong hands, this could have failed. I don't think it failed. So far what I saw, I don't think it failed. Here's the thing. I'm excited to see what, what's going to be behind that curtain because for me, it's the unknown. For me, it's something that I haven't seen before or anything like that. So therefore, I'm more interested in the storyline, the lore, seeing what they changed, seeing what they don't didn't change and stuff like that. As for an outsider looking in, I'm excited on a story on a storytelling standpoint i'm actually excited for it yeah and like and, i said 
Yeah, go like ahead. I said too, I heard about Schnepp whenever before Schnepp passed away and everything and stuff like that. He was talking about it, and then it kind of disappeared a little bit. And then, yeah, we had some rumblings that it's going to be in production. Then we heard jo Joseph Gordon Lovitz is no longer attached to it. Like you said, it fell through. So, you know, it's been into a lot of hands. So it's interesting to see what they're going to do with it. Hey, at least it's God for it. It hasn't been in so many production hellholes as The Crow. That's the real, like, will it ever get done, right? Right, uh, exactly. It found a way. I'm happy it found a way. Let's just cross our fingers. It continues. If ever we have more trailers to give us what we need without spoiling too much because there's a lot of interesting twists and I really hope they don't give anything because it really deserves to be digested properly. All right. Uh, since I've chosen mine, let's choose your next trailer. Which one would you choose? Okay. So I'm going to go with Gilmore Del Toro. Okay. I know that I'm going outside of my normal realm of Cobra Kai. I, I know was going to say. <laughs> but you know i've been excited for gilmore del toro's new movie mm. to be honest with you uh and i'm very intrigued with it you know just like how i was with when i went in shoho which is also the new film that we're going to be getting from and everything too but this is actually one of those films that i was very intrigued on especially whenever you look at the fact that you have a talent uh someone that plays a carney who has a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words hooks up with Dr. Lilith uh, Ritter, who's a psychiatrist, who is even more dangerous than he is, and everything that's just reading off the, you know, the plot line itself. I love it. I, I ate the whole carnival stuff up. I I am so confused, and I'm not sure it's a confused in a good way, a bad way. I've seen a lot of comments on YouTube saying, this is how trailers should be made. It gives you a lot, but it gives you nothing. In this case, I would like to know just a bit more, because is the main character the, the the beast that they're talking about? Like, what beast? What's going on? I have no clue. I like the vibe. I like the film noir aspect to it. I like, uh, you know, it feels like a Del Toro movie without in-your-face Del Toro. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it definitely brings an intrigue. But I would like to know a bit what I'm going for. And, and just a tiny bit of story. Don't give us plot lines. Don't give us twists. But if you can do with this interesting monologue on this creature, on is it human, is is it not, and just show the main character, but really give you nothing else, I just, I don't know where to sit on this. And it doesn't create excitement for me. It just creates confusion. Am I going to watch it? Yeah. Am I maybe going to be completely surprised? Yeah. I hated the Joker trailer. I was like, this is not Joker. And I fucking love the movie. It's one of my favorite DC properties, to be honest. Same here. Because it's so unique, right? And I hated the trailer because I did not know what to, what to expect. But again, give us just a bit of a guiding star. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. I'm too confused to feel it, to be honest. You see, I like the fact they took a step back a little bit from his mm. in-your-face kind of Del Guillermo del Toro style mm. and did a little bit of the normal effects mixed in with some CGI effects like he normally does and stuff like that. He's more of a settled tone than what we normally see from Del Toro, which is something that I really do appreciate with this, it seems like, from a trailer standpoint. Also, too... You know, I think that him holding back is a great thing. And then also, too, not giving us enough also shows that there might be something that he's not ready to reveal yet, which is something that I'm actually happy with. And 
this carnival thing i'm a, I'm a sucker for carnival movies though because mm. also too i'm obsessed with rob zombie for crying out loud though too who grew up in a uh carny as well and basically long story short with uh, Rob's family and everything, the carnival burned down. So therefore, now then they had to go on ahead and put him into a regular schooling system. But this looks fantastic. Okay, so let me recap, John. You have an obsession for dark magic rituals, inc including blood sacrifices, and you like carnivals. <laughs> Please don't hex me. Is all I gotta say. Um, all right. <laughs> But no, I, I get what you mean, okay? I definitely get what you mean. But I've seen trailers in the past not giving anything, and yet I'm being sucked in because it's so enticing. This, it was not giving anything, but I wasn't sucked in. I was questioning all through, all the way through of what am I watching, and I'm not feeling this. And I think it's because of the, the monologue itself. The monologue was awesome. But what I was seeing to the monologue wasn't revealing what I wanted to know what they're talking about. There was a juxtaposition here that doesn't match, in my opinion. Uh, okay. If it was only, let's say, the scenes with no music, just like background sound, like a bit of a faint music, background sound, and you see the, the, the images go through with a very tense atmosphere, I would have been all in it. But I think it's because of the monologue telling a story but the visuals saying absolutely nothing, it kind of like kind of lost more, you a little bit. Yeah, it kind of lost me. To the point where it's like, you know what? I need to see a little bit more before I invest my time and energy into this. Yeah. Because I remember how great the shape of water with the PR marketing for it was. Yeah. In a sense. I liked the movie. I thought the movie was fantastic. But even though it may not be everybody else's favorite Gilmar del Toro film, that was actually one of my favorites of that year. But she also, fucks a fish. That's the movie. She's a lover of fish, okay? People. <laughs> and, uh, well, there's actually a lot more to it than just that. She fucks a fish. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> another Sorry. thing I want to mention, though, too, is um, I actually have to agree with you when it came down to the Joker stills and stuff like that, too. I was thrown off with the Joker stuff and things like that. I'm like, eh, don't it's like I don't this doesn't yeah. feel like Joker to me. And then you can come out with this movie maybe and coming out in the same way that you feel coming out of a Joker film. So mm -hmm. hopefully that will actually happen on this round and everything yeah. with with you. But as for a teaser, I'm sold on it and I'm with you. I need to see maybe a little bit more, but as for the trailer it reeled me in, it did its job. So there's that. Um so what trailer do you want to talk about next? I'm going to go Stranger Things, and I'm going to okay. be complete, completely blunt. I am underwhelmed. I am okay. completely underwhelmed. Maybe it's because I have my own expectations. Because the the season one, two, three trailers were captivating. The huge creature, the the the, the these moments of epicness. I don't really care where they're going, uh, where they're going in the story wise, because I kind of trust in them. It's going to be interesting. They they inspire from different movies every time, different genres, different you know influences, and it feels like going for a Ghostbusters haunted house type of thing. Cool, but I've been waiting for season four for a while, and the way it ended, I was expecting something a bit more epic. This felt very grounded, which is not a bad thing, but it really did not deliver on the other trailers I've, I've saw in the past that made me feel like, oh my God, there was no oh my God moments. It was just 
well, oh, okay, that was interesting. Eh. Uh, so yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not sold at all right now. Am you I see, gonna like the movie? Yes, but the trailer for me didn't do its job. Okay, for me, I feel like with this trailer, I, I and matter of fact, I'm gonna be dropping that tomorrow around nine o'clock Central Time. But not to give too much away about what I said, because I want everybody to know what my reaction, initial reaction was as I'm watching it. But I like the 1950s style. I like that style that going into it. It feels like Psycho, Norman Bates' house, kind of. And I like how they played off of that narrative. And then, of course, you also have this other family that moved into this house. They're all happy and go lucky. And then, of course, some events happen. They wind up dying. And then next thing you know it, you see Toothless and you see Steve talking to each other. And, of course, I like how Toothless is actually acting like he's from England, doing this, like, uh, really Englandist kind of thing where he's basically being like Alfred Hitchcock in a sense. Yeah. And narrating the story. But... You hit in the head. Before we continue, it did try to go for a Hitchcock feel, right? The whole narration, the whole... Which, again, is cool. They're going influences. It just... Didn't deliver. It, it didn't deliver. Is it the mm -hmm. way that they did the trailer? Maybe. Uh, at least they're going completely far off to what they went before. They're not trying to rehash Steven Spielberg every time, you know? that That's good. Right. But the whole clock scene, everything... Ah, I don't know. Yeah, Amitsville. Brandy's right, Amitsville. Yeah, I actually said that too in the trailer reaction, though, too. And, if it, and I, asked, I said this out loud. I said, this actually has a touch of Amityville, also mixed, mixed in with Psycho because the way the house looked, but also more of Amityville. But for me, them going up the stairs and then them seeing the clock, everybody, it's like, I actually said this too whenever I saw the clock ticking. I was like, because in the other teaser trailer, we see a clock and it's ticking with, with 11. Mm. and it's counting down to something it's counting down to something big and i actually said this the clock tickens so my question is this what are they counting down to where is this going as a story as a narrative of what they're doing how does this actually when do all the other kids from stranger things come in to this picture do these let's say for instance you move into another town and hawkins is on the other side right Mm. Do the town that this, the new characters are living in, do they actually connect together to where they actually meet in the middle and to the upside down in some way or fashion? Here's my theory about it, and this is where I hope they go, because if that's the case, I eat my words. But I actually hope that the story of this family actually takes place in the reality of the upside down world before it became the upside down world. Hmm. Okay. So they're and, like living in the upside down world, basically. And, and it's a story like they, they show a glimpse of the past of what happened in the upside down okay. world. Okay, I like gotcha. A, a family like probably the, the 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 because we know a lot less than we think we think we know about those creatures, and I have a feeling that they'll reveal a lot more of what they are or how they really came to be. Uh, it might be maybe even a genesis point to really explain where this comes from, right? And I'll probably maybe starts with the first contact as being the, that family we see. But I really think that this is a glimpse of the past, not from the actual realm that the, the kids are from, but from the upside down, which is, again, it's interesting, right? But I, I, I again, I'm not sure where they're going. Stranger Things is at the same time better off not knowing exactly where they're going, but at least we kind of got a glimpse of epicness of the other ones. This one just felt like 
it felt like a really cool horror movie. It did yep. not feel like Stranger Things. I think that's the thing I'm missing is right. it did not have that overall it. You're right too. It felt like it. It felt like you know a really good uh, horror movie, but there was missing this feel that you had from season one, two, three, and it, in the trailer so far, kind of felt lost in season four. Mm. You see, with me, I like the fact that they're going into a different realm with it, into that horror aspect, because it's something different that we haven't seen in the Stranger Things mm. universe before. And I like the haunted house realm that they're bringing into it and things like that. And also, too, I like the it feel to it. And also, too, I also said it also has that it feel, that Goonies feel to it. Also, too, I also have to go on ahead and say this, though, too. I liked where they were playing into it to the point where I was sold on it because that's what I was basically sold on was that whole entire thing. It was something different. And here's the thing. The way I rank Stranger Things is season one will always be uh, number top tier on my, my list because I saw it when it was underground before it was popular. Uh, number two, uh, second season will be dead last. Season three is in my second, is in second place for me. For me, it's it goes by one, two, two and three kind of like equal. Uh, and 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 but going back to what you said, I get what you mean. Like I'm, I glad they went different. They went, they go different every season. But again, there's at least this membrane of familiarity, even though the story punches and like kind of like what's happening are inspired by other uh, movies. There is still the same feel to it. It felt like it, it felt outworldly, right? This just straight up feels like a horror movie, which is not a bad thing, but there's this membrane that, okay, Killers from Outer Space is maybe pushing it, Brandy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see. But uh, but there's, again, there's this membrane of like familiarity that is missing that, again, you can change the story. It's good. You have to. If not, you're just recycling. But something's missing. I'm not yeah. sold. Okay. But yeah, that's where I'm sold at, though, as far as the hard uh, aspect of it. I thought they did a good job with that. So uh, is there anything else that you wanted to go off of as far as Stranger Things Season 4? Or is that everything that you wanted to talk about for that trailer? It's really because they don't give much. And that's the thing. No. It's not a bad thing. But there's like, what, 30 seconds of the clock? I mean, that takes like a huge part of the trailer. And like, eh, it's very fluff. <laughs> Gave you the, the, the general atmosphere, but did did not progress any further the story of what to, to expect. Again, maybe a reason for that. I'm not complaining, but it's not what I was expecting. Right. And my final thoughts on the trailer itself and stuff like that. And, of course, I'm releasing it tomorrow, like I said. But, you know, I'm okay with them doing something different. And also, too, I feel like they're actually holding something back because they've been giving us these 30-second clips, a minute and 30-second clips now of it because I remember watching, doing a trailer reaction to just 11 with the 30-second time frame where they were actually kicking, uh, doing the ticking of the clock and stuff. So, you know, it was making me think, okay, what are they counting down to? Where is this going? Where is the narrative coming from? But, you know, I think that we just need to wait. I'm just going to have to wait and see another trailer. I personally think that uh, they're counting down to the invasion of the realm. And I think, if not mistaken, the season five is the last season. Yeah. So I really think that the countdown is to for for the upside down 
to finally attack that realm and try to invade that realm. And season five is basically uh, them trying to protect the realm. If they win or lose, we'll see. But it's I think that's the countdown. The countdown is it's finally what they've been anticipating for three seasons has now begun is the invasion itself. Exactly. So now we have our last trailer that we're going to re- re- uh, review on. And this is, you know, me. <laughs> well, of course, I'm wearing the, but I'm a huge Cobra Kai fan. I've been a huge Cobra, five, Cobra Kai fan since Harloff put the creators of that team in a, he interviewed them on Collider Live and stuff like that too. Hey, Brandy. And, you know, I like, I like whatever Harloff did. And then of course that's what sucked me into getting YouTube red. I actually got YouTube red for the, uh, the, because at that time uh, season two was coming out. So guess what I did? I went on ahead and canceled YouTube red after my second season. And that was it. I didn't subscribe to YouTube red anymore after that. Then all of a sudden, what else is there on there anyways? There's nothing because they actually canceled all their shows now. That they had on there because nobody was going to go ahead and subscribe to YouTube Red or anything like that to begin with. They were trying to be like Netflix and trying to, and it just doesn't work for YouTube. No, that that formula just doesn't work. But the thing that I liked about this trailer, and I've been saying it, remember last year when I said Terry Silva is going to be coming back? And I was excited to see Terry Silver. I've been wondering when he's going to be coming back, and he's coming back into this season. This is actually a perfect time for him to come back. And I think, and also too, I like the whole entire dynamic between Johnny and Daniel. It's two different types of style of of self discipline, self, uh, and also too of them learning karate in a different way. They're like the the film version of what it would look like of me and Jay Wade trying to do karate class together. Okay. <laughs> Completely two different people with two different philosophies. You've got one guy losing his nerve and the other guy's like, could we just like be patient here two seconds, please? Um, it, I, I love season one. I was pretty good with season two. Kind of lost me season three. I'm now excited for season four. I like what I saw. It's gearing up we're really going into tournament mode. It's all about the tournament. And this is what Karate Kid is about. Um, I kind of find the Mr. Mark in the third one. The the characters, their storylines were a bit going wishy-washy. There's things that just weren't getting fully washed in. I, I, I was not down. But I think they understood where to finally going with this. And it feels less of like a, a preparation of story. And we're actually in the meat now. It took yes. four seasons, but we're in the fucking meat. And I really, really cannot wait. Um, I'm really, I have a feeling that the trailer is giving us something, but we're probably going to be expecting something and misdirected in other ways. Because the for Carrie to be back, I, I, want, I have to know why, how. Right. It's exactly. It's, it's very interesting, but at the same time, I, I I don't think we're getting the answers right now. We're gonna have to watch the the show, but I like where they're going. Right, and let me just tell you this though. I said this in my trailer reaction though too that dropped today, and I said this. I said I wonder where they're going with Terry because Terry at that time on Karate Kid Three, he was this big oil invent 
investor. Mm. He was rich. He had a mansion. He had things together. He had money to output out front with Cobra Kai and was going to put them on the center of the map, basically, where he was going to plant other organization with Cobra Kai. Yeah. So my thing is this. I was wondering, okay, is he still rich? Was he's been up to all, after all this time? We already know Chris saved his life in Vietnam. We already know about that. What's the narrative? What's the narrative going into it? How is he going to do it? Um, of course, he would do anything for Crease no matter what. But does he still have all this power? Does he still have all this money still? But we're also getting the bad boy himself from Karate Kid 3. He's coming in, which makes me even more excited because now I could just see Johnny going, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, I... What you're saying is basically what is his end game? Right. Like, he can't be just there to be there, right? There's got to be right. a motivation. There's got to be something pushing him. And I can't figure it out. So that's going to be interesting to see what they found in, in you know the writer's room to make it interesting. Hoping they actually make it interesting and not just be like a shoo-in because they have to. That's what I'm scared of, Cobra Kai. They started a trend of we're bringing these characters back to life. And, and, you know, plugging the story and it's nostalgia and it works. But at a one point, you kind of expect it to always do it, right? Um, and and uh, you risk of just like, shit, we have to plug him somehow. So let's go plug. And then it makes no sense. So I hope they're not falling to that. They have to, you know, plug in someone. So they're, 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 they're you know, not making it natural. Is it probably going to happen? No. What I'm interested to see is if there's a season five, are we seeing Hillary Swank? I wouldn't be surprised. I know Harloff talked about this a little bit on the Big Thing podcast where he said, I wouldn't be surprised if they reached out to Hillary Swank for season five. I wouldn't be surprised if we wind up getting an Easter egg by the end of the fourth season that he's going to be in there. Mm. That she's gonna that Hillary Swank's going to be in there. But another thing, though, too, and I agree with Brandy. I don't want Hillary Swank in this movie, in this TV series. I, I feel like it's, <laughs> I, it's not so much as her acting. It was just the dialogue and the flow of the style that they had at that time. I think if they would have done it in the Cobra Kai, Kai kind of fashion, maybe they might actually be stronger with what they have. But it's, it, we're talking about the '90s though, too. But in all defense, this is the reason why I want them to put her in a redemption. Like it wasn't, it was. I liked those ones, right? But it wasn't necessarily done properly. They have a chance to finally bring that character and make it proper and and make it feel like Karate Kid. So I, I really hope they are. Right. For the complete contrary, it wasn't good. Make it good this time, right? Yeah. Uh, so basically. Another thing, though, too, I want to mention is this, though, too. And here, here's, a, here's the thing that I want to see. And I want to, I can actually see the bad boy from uh, Karate Kid Part 3 starting up some beef war between Johnny and Daniel, mm. too. Because don't forget, Johnny does not know anything about this other guy. Yeah. Because he thought that he was the only bully to Daniel. So the yin to his yang, you know, the yin yang basically. And so to see somebody new that's a bully to Daniel, he's going to want to know why do you have beef with Daniel? And Daniel's going to give him an opposite story than what he's told because in his eyes, Daniel was the villain 
what what is the good guy and then in the eyes of somebody else they're going to be the villain of that daniel's going to be the villain of that story so therefore it's going to be a wondering okay who am i going to be uh believing or not now just to go uh, because i just saw uh brandy's uh brandy's <clears throat> comments like hey sorry doesn't belong this she doesn't have part what we grew up on and and like this doesn't have a part also probably with the other characters she still has to tie with Miyagi. There is something like there is something you can do with honoring Miyagi and and bringing a bit of 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 that storyline in. So there's there's always ways. Uh, Brandy, I I I respect your opinions, but you're dead wrong on this one. <laughs> okay. With that being said, uh, <laughs> I think we actually talked about Cobra Kai. We talked about the trailers and things like that. I know it's kind of late and everything, and we both have to get up early. But I wouldn't mind us. As a matter of fact, I'm actually going to be kicking up a Cobra Kai after show. Uh, because I've been trying to get this after show started since last year and everything. And Tamika's going to come on and everything. And I would like for you to come on for this for this after show as well. If if the kiddo allows me time to, 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 to do it, I'll gladly do it. Shouldn't be a problem. Uh, hey, like I said, I'm excited enough to to at least anticipate. If it sucks, I might just magically drop out. <laughs> okay. Hey, if it's not for you, it's not for you. You can do a Christian Harloff thing and just disappear uh, with The Walking Dead whenever they did their inter- their reviews. Yeah, so, with that being it. said, my question for you, Frenchie, is where can everybody find you at? Just before we something we agreed to do, and I'll do it for fast, fast because I need to go to sleep. Uh, we're going to select our favorite trailers out of the four. Uh, and, and for me, it was hands down Sandman. It was the shortest, but it really captured my imagination. The other ones were good. This one was amazing. What about you, John? Okay, so if I had to go with the four trailers that we looked at, I'm just going to take the cheaters route and go with Cobra Kai. <laughs> because what a surprise. The... <laughs> hey. It's, it's what I what I do. <laughs> I'm like Charlie Day looking at conspiracy theories and everything with that meme where all the arrows are pointing and all those things are pointing in different directions. So that's me. That's me in my formula on what I like. But I also like Stranger Things, though, too. But I'm going to have to go with which one sold me the most. It's going to be Cobra Kai. For, for me, it's easy. Sandman, um, uh, Sandman Cobra Kai... Yeah, the Guillermo del Toro movie, Stranger Things. I'm okay. I really didn't like Stranger Things. Okay, so let's go on yes. ahead. Yeah, where can people find me? You can find me on Schmozo North. This is my channel, which I'm not often on these days because life. But we have a hell ton of shows, uh, basically one every day with the awesome crew Schmozo North, Taco, Ben, Soda, uh, Dave. We're all working hard to give you the best contact po- uh, content possible. We're doing. You know, Schmodown related. We're doing general shit show stuff. Just talking about top top ten anything. We're talking about wrestling. There's a lot of content. Do not miss out. And also, do not miss out on speaking of Schmodown on the Jcast Network, where I produce a show next week. Jay Wade has to go away for uh, for a day, so I'm actually taking over. And uh, usually I produce, but sometimes you can see my beautiful face on there too. And we have awesome guests from Schmodown. We talk about Schmodown. Basically, it's all about Schmodown. And 
I'm actually part of the Schmoes uh, of the North channel as well. You guys can also catch me on Mount Schmodowns every day on sa every Saturday. As a matter of fact, we're covering the Stars, I believe, which is actually part of their e faction. Every day on Saturday, what you live in Groundhog Day now, John? Every Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's late. I don't know what yeah, I'm hey, saying. Hey. So, anyways, you guys can guys can go on and find me over there as well. Another thing too is if you want to go on ahead and follow me underneath Movie Lovers TV Lovers Night on Facebook, underneath those brand names as well on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. Of course, if you want an audio only podcast episode of what we do here at Movie Lovers Night, you can get that where you guys get your major podcasts from. Then, of course, you guys can go on ahead and donate to us. How do you do that? You just go to gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast and of course if you guys want to go on ahead get yourself a sensi all the proceeds go over to the victims who lost their homes mm -hmm. and stuff like that in louisiana and that's from hurricane ida go ahead and get yourself a sensi of course you guys can go ahead smash that like button smash that share button and also smash that little bell on the bottom right hand corner to let you guys know when we have something new coming out Matter of fact, right now would be a perfect time to smash that because tomorrow I'm actually dropping, like I said, the Stranger Things Season 4 trailer reaction. So check that out. And then that's everywhere that you can reach me at. Also, too, you can follow me on TikTok at Movie Lovers Unit 001. And then, of course, you can follow me on Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter. And then you can reach out to me if you're a sponsor or would like to be on the show at MovieLoversUnite at gmail.com. Thank you, Brandies. Thank you both, Brandies, for uh, talking to us tonight. We do appreciate it so much. Always until next time, thank you again, Frenchie, for joining me. And I'll talk to awesome. you guys later on. <laughs>